Welcome to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Rogue Preparedness, Morgan. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. I really do appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for just being here. And thanks for listening. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to head to my website at roguepreparedness.com, I have a newsletter and I have free online classes. Now, these online classes are still only free until the end of May. And then after that, uh, some of the classes I'll be charging for and some of them will remain free. But really, take advantage of these free online courses. And I'm releasing new courses all the time. And if you ever have an idea for an online course that you'd like to see, definitely let me know. Hit me a note on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. And on that note, definitely find me on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and everywhere. I uh, My plan is to be releasing one online course a month and one ebook a month. I'll have a new ebook being released in the next week or two. And um, anyway... Yeah, so head to my website at roguepreparedness.com and then find me on like all social media sites basically. <laughs> Just search for Rogue Preparedness and I'll come up. So um, I'm also on Patreon. I did want to throw that out there. If you really like my content, please do consider me consider supporting me on Patreon for just two bucks a month. Um, you know, it's in some, <laughs> wherever you decide to go, that could be less than a cup of coffee or just a cup of coffee a month. Um, and I really do appreciate, uh, that as well. I offer a lot of exclusive content on Patreon and all patrons get basically everything I have for free just because you support me. So anyway, you know, extra podcast on there, there's extra videos on there, there's a whole bunch of extra stuff. Anyway, okay, moving on to the topic of today. Today, I want to talk about raising chickens and more specifically backyard chickens, but just chickens in general. We have, for the past, ooh, six years or so, we've been raising chickens on and off. So we had chickens. um, Okay, so we started out with chickens. We bought two adult cochins. This was about six years ago. Ooh, seven, maybe seven, maybe seven about now. Anyway, um, and we just started, we, we loved them. We got these two adult chickens. We had them in our backyard. We lived in a very urban area. We were a city. We loved those chickens. They were so calm, so nice. They let you pick them up. Like they were just the greatest little chickens. They produced consistent eggs. They were great chickens. You know, we would let them free range a little bit. But then we moved to, we bought a house. We were actually at, um, we were kind of renting a house at the time, but they allowed chickens. Anyway, um, then we bought a house and it was an H, it was in an HOA. The HOA, we didn't say anything to the HOA about our chickens. We just moved them in. Well, our, we, all of our neighbors had two story houses basically. So they could all see into our backyard. We had two hens, okay? They never made any noise. They were always very quiet. You know, we made sure to clean out their uh, coop a lot so they weren't real stinky or smelly or anything. And um, somebody tattled on us. Our nice, quiet chickens, they decided that uh, they were too much, I I don't know, they were too much of a nuisance being in our own backyard, right? (laughs) This was the moment that we realized we made a horrible mistake buying a house in an HOA, okay? (laughs) That was the moment. 
when somebody tattled on us and the HOA said, hey, you can't have chickens, you got to get rid of them. And lo and behold, it was in the HOA guidelines. It said you can't have any farm animals or anything like that. It didn't specifically say chickens, but the chickens went to a good home. We gave them to our uh, friend who had about, who has, still has, she still lives there, 20 acres. So we gave our hens to her and they lived out their life with her on her ranch. They had a great life. Our friend took amazing care of them. They really had a good life. I went and visited them a lot. They are both deceased now, and uh, but they were really great chickens. They were our first chickens, and I really do miss them. You know, you you really, you do bond with your chickens. You know, it's hard. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. We named them too. It was. It was. Uh, they were named blue and yellow. <laughs> You know, but you name your chickens and um, you bond with your chickens. You know, you only call chickens if there's something wrong with your chickens, right? Like um, I watched an episode once of some Alaska show and one of the chickens was really bullying the other chickens. I mean, they just awful bullying. So, um, you know, they tried to separate them, but they, um, it just was, the chicken was just being crazy. Okay. So they culled the chicken and, um, that was it. You know, sometimes, you know, you really don't want to cull your chickens, especially, you know, even if they stop laying eggs, you kind of just let them live the rest of their life. If you want to cull them, that's fine. Um, you know, it's totally from person to person, but you know, usually, uh, you know, egg laying chickens, they're not meat chickens. You know, it, there's a big difference between the egg laying chickens and chickens made for eating meat. Okay. For culling and, and eating meat from. So, um, so, you know, you, they're basically called soup chickens. The egg laying chickens are called soup chickens because that's basically all you can get out of it. Like some bones and a little bit of, a little tiny bit of meat for some soup, right? It's not a lot. So, you know, if you can, there's really no point in really culling the chicken unless you really have to. So, um, we, let me tell you, uh, what happened after that. So we lived in that house for a couple years, um, and then we sold it and then we, we rented a house from a friend and we asked the friend, Hey, can we get some chickens? You know, we really wanted chickens back and we had a really nice big yard we rented a house. We were renting the house from our friend. And he was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And we got two, uh, we got adult chickens again. We got two adult chickens. These chickens were the worst chickens we had ever had. I don't know how the person raised them, but they were awful. They did lay eggs, but they were just awful, awful chickens. They weren't, I mean, they, they, they were just awful compared to our cochins. They weren't friendly. You know, they weren't, they, you could not, you know, pick them up for the life of you. And sometimes you had to pick the chickens up, but they were mean. I mean, they were both mean and we, we just hated them. Whoever raised those chickens didn't raise them right. So from that point on, we vowed, listen, we are never buying adult chickens again because you have no control over how they were raised. No control. Okay. So you have to be very aware of how they were raised. 
And really, you should only be paying about $20 for an adult chicken. If you're paying any more than that, you know, I mean, this this has got to be like a gold lane adult chicken. I mean, really, like, you really shouldn't be paying more than like 20, 25 bucks for an adult egg lane chicken. Roosters may cost slightly more. Um, but anyway, um, egg lane chickens, adults, are usually around $20, $25. We once went to a breeder. And we were going to, we thought we were going to buy some adult chickens again. We were like, you know what? Let's just try the adult chicken. We actually got rid of those two chickens. We were like, we do, we really don't like these chickens. You know, we just can't do it. So we, we actually, we got rid of them. Um, we just couldn't do it, you know? <laughs> uh, so we gave them to a good home. It was fine. Everything was fine. But um, anyway, so we moved on and we were like you know what let's just let's try a different breed that's what we thought we thought maybe the breed just wasn't good so you know what let's try adult chickens again okay let's just try it one more time well we went to this breeder a local breeder she was we wanted to get two adult chickens they were a different breed i can't remember what the breed was she wanted to charge us a hundred and seventy dollars for two chickens and she had all these added on fees like, oh, um, you know, feeding fees, winter feeding fees, um, you know, all these other fees into it. And we were like, what is all this? She's like, well, I have to go out and feed the chickens in the rain and in the cold. And I have to take care of them in all types of weather. Oh, yeah, there was a weather fee. And I was like, are you serious right now? Are you freaking serious right now? And then she was like, and then I feed them a really good organic um, chicken feed. And so I'm, I, you know, I have that organic feed on, you know, fee on there too. It was like fi each fee was about 15 or 20 bucks each. And it added up. And I was like, and we were like, wait a minute, what is all this crap? And, uh, she, you know, was explaining to us and we were like, uh, no. So we walked away. That's absurd. Do not like any, do not let anyone take advantage of you like that. That's absurd. That's an absurd breeder to charge you all those insane fees. And they were asinine fees. Okay. Obviously you're raising the chickens. Okay. <laughs> 20, $25 each is sufficient. Okay. Anyway, um, so at that point, we were finally like, let's just go get chicks. And we found another local breeder. It was like 30 minutes away. It was like, it was the same day. We called him. He was like, hey, you got chicks? He was like, yeah. We went, we got them. Boom, bah, boom, done. We got the chicks. We got five of them. We got little baby chicks. We put them inside of our tub for like a month. It was around Christmas time. It was the best. Our daughter loved them. She loved going to, she's like, can we go see the chickens? Like every day, let's go see the chickens. They were in our bathroom, in our uh, guest bathroom. They had a little heat lamp and they were just there for like a good, it was about a month. And then we put them outside. You know, we lived in a warmer climate, so we put them outside a lot earlier. Uh, but they were good. Um, you know, once they hit anywhere from four to eight weeks, it really depends on your climate. It depends on where you live and, and it depends on the chickens and everything. But um, anywhere from four to eight weeks, they'll be ready. Usually around six weeks is the sweet spot. Anyway, um, so they were just awesome. They were Americanas. We got all Americanas because we really wanted those colored eggs. We held them all the time and we, you know, hand fed them. They were the 
best chickens. We raise them up. Now, I will say, we um, had those chickens for a good couple years. I think it was like two years. They were consistent egg layers. You know, it was around six or seven months that they started laying eggs. In fact, it was around the six month point. We were like, okay, any day now. And we actually had to go get the little fake egg. They, they sell little fake eggs. They look like you could use a golf ball as well, but the little fake eggs aren't that much more expensive than a golf ball or a set of golf balls or whatever. So you get the fake eggs and you put them in the nest where you want them to actually lay the eggs. And they just know, oh, that's where I lay the eggs. And then they go. It was actually really shortly after we put that out. It was like a week later. They started laying eggs. So sometimes you need to give them a little nudge. You know, if, if it's been around six months and they still haven't laid eggs, you need to maybe give them a little nudge. You know, show them where they need to lay the eggs. Um... And uh, especially if they free range, you really want to make sure they know where to lay uh, because they could just lay the legs anywhere and you would have no idea, <laughs> okay? Um, so the eggs are just eggs. They're not fertilized. You know, they won't turn into chickens or anything like that unless you have chickens that will do that. But usually it's usually you need the rooster to fertilize the eggs, right? To actually make them chicks. But I think I read somewhere that there are chickens that actually just lay eggs that will turn into chicks. Don't quote me on that. I, I have not read that deep into this. I just know that for the most part, you generally need a rooster to fertilize the eggs. Otherwise they're just, they're just eggs. They're, just, they're unfertilized eggs. They're fine. You know, you can leave them out there for a couple of days and they won't suddenly, you know, you won't suddenly break one open. It'll be a chick. It just doesn't really work like that, like I said, unless you have the type of chicken that does that. But I don't know what chicken that would even be. So, you know, look into that yourself. But Americanas are good, okay? Um, we love Americanas. The eggs are so cool. They're so different and colorful. And um, there are there is actually a difference between the Easter Eggers and... Americanas. Easter eggers actually um, will lay like really vibrant, all sorts of different colored eggs. But but Americanas will generally lay anywhere from like blue to green. Sometimes we've seen really light white, white like uh, white uh, green or white blue, something like that. They generally lay those types. But the Easter eggers will kind of lay like all sorts of different colors. But anyway, there's lots of different. We've we've had Rhode Island Reds. They were really good chickens. We've had them before. Um, we actually raised Rhode Island Reds up from chicks, just like we did the Americanas. In fact, we got, oh yeah, that's right. We got Americanas with a couple Rhode Island Reds. That's right. The Rhode Island Reds are very ornery. It's so interesting because the type of chicken can determine, the breed of the chicken can determine their personality, their temperament. It can determine a lot about them. And you do have to do a little bit of research about the best types of chickens for your area specifically, you know. Now, usually, like, if you're going to get your chicks from, like, Tractor Supply or something like that, they usually carry the type of chickens that are good for the area that you are in. So they'll buy chickens that are good for your area. You know, like, if you live in a real hot area, they'll buy the chickens that are good for that area, usually, Okay. Um, but do your own um, due diligence when it comes to 
getting chickens and the right type of breed, you know, for your area. If it gets really hot, there are certain breeds, you know, if it gets really cold, chickens can actually withstand extremely cold temperatures. But you may also want to supplement with like a heat lamp or some sort of heat source, you know, like a hot bottle of water or something or, you know, some rice and socks or something like that. You know, you may want to supply a little bit of extra heat. But chickens can also bundle, uh, hunt, uh, bundle and huddle together to uh, keep warmth like that as well. As long as they are in a closed coop, you know, with air holes, of course, but as long as they're in a closed coop with no wind, you know, coming in and out or anything, with, you know, you know, of course, when you have the air holes, there's going to be wind, but of course, you know, you don't want it completely sealed up or anything like that, but... Um, you know, the closed doors and stuff like that, as long as there's not, there's no wind, the chickens are usually fine in, ex in a really extreme cold. Um, you know, people in Alaska have had chickens, you know, and they find ways to just take care of them. So, you know, you find ways. So, um, it's, it's important to understand, you know, the breed, you know, and then there, there's definitely a cost involved. You know, there's, there's a cost involved with chickens, uh, you know, c feeding them, you know, changing out their bedding, um, you know, you, you may need to take them to a vet, you know, uh, you don't necessarily need to give them shots. Um, when they're chicks, there's actually medicated feed and you just give them that medicated feed and then that's good for them. Uh, but you can get chicks like from a hatchery or something. You can get chicks that are already medicated. They give them shots. They give them their medications before they send to you, which is cool too. Uh, but medicated feed is generally good for chicks. You just give them the whole bag and then they're good from there. You don't have to give them medicated feed after you're done with that whole bag. Um, and so feeding them, you know, there's the feed. There's lots of ways to produce your own chicken feed. Um, there's lots of great articles online to produce your own chicken feed without having to rely on buying bagged feed, okay? Neither one of them is necessarily healthier than the other or anything like that, but it's just different, you know? Um, there'll be, there will be a cost associated with both, but it's just like a cost associated with taking care of any animal, taking care of your dogs, your cats, your horses, your goats, whatever, right? You know, it's a cost, you have a cost of feeding yourself, right? I wouldn't necessarily call that a negative or anything like that. I mean, there's a cost of feeding life, okay? But that's just a consideration. It's not very expensive. It's really not. Um, but uh, you want to make sure, one real quick tip on their food and water. Chickens will go insane with their food and water. You want to make sure that you have a really good system in which they cannot waste their food or water because they will get all up in that water and they will get all up in that food. They'll scratch it out of there. They will splash it out of there. They will do whatever they can. Chickens are dirty. They, uh, they love to scratch. They love to make a mess. Okay, that's chickens, okay? So um, chickens are very dirty. They, they make a mess and they're very smelly. You know, you know, crapping everywhere. They're very smelly. They're very smelly, dirty. Always, always wash your hands after touching chickens. Anyway, um, you know, they're just dirty animals. That's just, that's just how they are. Um, but, you know, that's why you clean out their bedding often. I would say at least once a week, clean out their bedding. 
pine shavings are really good bedding. Hay, a lot of people use hay for bedding. Um, hay and pine shavings are probably the best types of bedding. Pine shavings we have found to be really easy to clean, very absorbent. They're just, I just feel like pine shavings are the best. Of course, that's another cost, you know, the pine shavings. And then, you know, but you can get a huge bag of pine shavings. And that huge bag will actually last you quite a while. Um, and then, um, so, you know, you have some entertainment for them. You know, they need, chickens do need to be entertained. They love to scratch. You know, they love to try to find, you know, food and stuff. Uh, so if you try to give them insects and things, uh, if you give them entertainment, ways to entertain themselves, perches, lots of perches. Chickens love to perch. If you can free range them, that's ideal. Chickens just love to free range and they eat all the bugs up in your yard. You know, they love it. And they, we were able to free range on our 40 acres that we have right now. We're not going to be able to free range them across the whole 40 acres, but we're going to start them out with like a 10 by 20 enclosure. And then we may expand from there to just give them a little more kind of run in space and stuff. But in the meantime, we have to give them things to entertain them with. Mm -hmm. So like we have a whole bunch of ideas and I'm going to be raising my own mealworms to give them as treats. You know, they just love that. You know, they love insects. So if you can get them insects, you know, to chase after, oh, they'll love you. It'll be, and it's great fun to watch them. They are fast. Um, I've seen our chickens eat more than one cockroach and the cockroach comes out, a chicken narrows in, boom, they're on that. <laughs> they are on that cockroach <laughs> it's so fun to watch and um they just devour that those bugs it's great um it's like i said it's really fun to watch i'm just thinking about it it's so cool um anyway yeah they really help keep the bug population down um one thing about bugs i will say is if you want to let them it, like if you have a really big garden and you want to let them in the garden just make sure that you're very aware that they will probably eat the stuff that you were growing, like they'll eat the, the leaves and, you know, the fruits and all this other stuff in your garden. So just be aware of that. They'll eat the bugs, but they'll also try to peck and eat the other stuff in your garden too. So just be aware of that. Um, okay. So, so, you know, you raise, I would highly suggest raising chicks or raising chickens from chicks just because you know exactly how they're raised. Um, you know, you can, you can pick them up. They can get to know you. You can bond with them. You really do bond with your chickens. You really, really do. And, uh, you know, you get to know them, you know, they're all very unique. They all have these like funny personalities. It's great. Okay. Um, and then they give you eggs, free eggs. Now we eat a ton of eggs in our household. Right now we have 14 chickens. They're all Americanas except one, one of them's white. We saw, we saw her in with all the other Americanas and we were like, what's that one? We love the unique ones, the like black ones and the white ones and all these different ones. And we're like, what's that? And she was like, I don't know. It just came with them. And we were like, we want her. <laughs> and, uh, the unique chickens are cool. You know, we had, um, we had one chicken, they called her Americana. She was half gray and half black. She, I think she had some eyesight issues because when I hand, would hand feed them some treats, they'd ever, all the other chickens would come rushing up on us and then she'd come and she'd like 
peck down to get the tree that was like right in front of her and she'd like peck next to it and in front of it and behind it and she could she very rarely could get the tree so I think she had some eyesight issues her beak looked fine but you know she could eat just fine she ate fine oh back to the food and water I actually want to make sure that you guys are know know that there's two things you need to do with the food and water you need to secure the food and water there is this little device for food it's this little I don't know how to describe it but it's a basically a little box and it has this little um, step on it and when you and when the chickens step on it the flap opens and the food is inside and they just peck it right they just eat the food the chickens learn very quickly how to get their food. They step on it, it opens, and they eat it. It takes like one or two days for them to learn. Chickens, contrary to popular belief, are they are very smart. A lot of people think chickens are so stupid. They're not. Chickens are actually incredibly smart. Okay? Um, so we put our food in, and the top locks. So we would fill the food from the top you would drop it down and it locks. So that prevents one from raccoons or anything else getting inside the food, rats, whatever. And it keeps it just generally secure and keeps the chickens from messing with their food as in, you know, clawing their food out. It really does prevent them from doing that. So the food stays in the food. It keeps predators away from the food, you know, rats, whatever, mice, whatever. And um, second, their water. We used a PVC pipe system. Um, you can look all this up, but a PVC pipe system in which it had little, um, basically little water nipples at the end and the chickens would just peck at it. They get the water that they need and done. We would never have an issue with water being dumped out everywhere. The water stayed clean and you know, it kept, it kept everyone clean and hygienic, you know, and the, and in the summer we would put ice cubes in the water and they just love that nice, cool, cool, refreshing, ice cold water. Also in the summer, we'd give them, um, uh, watermelon. Oh, they love pecking out that watermelon. Nice, cold, like refreshing treats. Chickens can eat a lot of things. They can eat, you know, lettuce, they eat watermelon, they eat a lot of things. You want to make sure that you're not giving them more treats than they're getting, you know, than they're eating their food. You want to make sure to always give them their treats like at the end of the day or something. Don't give them treats at the beginning of the day because then they'll start expecting, you know, those treats and then they may not eat their food. So give them treats sparingly, you know, a few times a week or something like that. If you... I honestly, I used to give our chickens treats like every day <laughs> because, uh, you know, but just a little bit of treats, but then they would just go off and eat their food. You know, you, you just have to make it kind of a routine. Chickens know routine. And they also are so, they're just so smart. Whenever they would hear our sliding glass door open at the old house, um, they would come running. I mean, literally, because they knew I had something for them. And sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't, but they would just come running. It was great. And we let them free range in that backyard, but it was awesome. They would just come, they would hear it and they say, there they are right in front of you. And uh, so routine, routine is really important for chickens. So, you know, if you are going to feed them a treat, maybe feed them a treat at the same time, around the same time every day, just so they know that that's the time they get the treat and that's it. Otherwise they have to eat their food. But again, don't overflow them with treats, you know, give them just a little bit. It's a treat. 
Just like, you know, everything in moderation. They need to get their nutrients from their regular feed. Okay. Um, so yeah. Also, one last thing that I want to talk about with chickens is, well, two last things. First of all, the law. Okay. Now, if you have cool neighbors that aren't going to snitch on you or whatever, you know, if you don't live in an HOA and you have backyard chickens. So, um, yeah, just, uh, make sure that if you are free ranging them, you are having the appropriate amount of chickens based on your law. So, um, you know, local laws, like you can have backyard city chickens in most cities. Okay. That doesn't mean all. So check your local laws, you know, like if, if your law says you can have six hens, then you can have six hens. If it says you can have, you know, one rooster, then you can have one rooster. If it doesn't say, if it says you can't have roosters, then you can't have roosters. Honestly, we could, we, we actually were allowed one rooster, but we didn't have a rooster because honestly, we just, roosters allow, we didn't want to upset our neighbors and we just, we didn't have a need for a rooster. We didn't want to breed or anything like that. So anyway, um, you know, just make sure that you are checking your local laws. Backyard chickens are usually fine in many areas, um, but just make sure, okay? And, um... Uh, another thing that you want to make look out for is predators. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about was securing your chicks inside their coop at night. You need to make sure that they are inside the coop, the door is closed, and that they are secure inside there, okay? That there are no snake-sized holes that snakes can get in, right? Also, securing in general, have motion sensor lights out there, get a ca game camera up there so you can see what's going on, um, get, uh, oh, oh, if you live in sort of a deserty area or a place with a lot of snakes, um, make sure, one really good tip that we had was to get the really small chicken wire, so like really the ones with the really small holes, dig it about a foot into the ground, and then secure it all around the coop and the run so that way the snakes can't get in and other creatures can't dig in as well we had a huge problem with raccoons digging in and 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 perfectly getting in they just like ripped ripped that right up because we didn't have you know the the chicken wire that was dug in um at our last place with our last chickens and the raccoons they got in okay so you're securing your coop and your run with the chicken wire to prevent general animals from getting in and as well as securing, keeping snakes out, okay? So you wanna make sure that you are securing your chickens from predators, you know? If there are predators in your area and um, you know, like hawks, foxes, whatever, then just don't free range them, you know? Just give them a really large run and just don't free range them and, and secure that run and coop. You know, we want to make sure that we are just securing them and make sure that they have plenty of shade, you know, and places to, to go just in case it rains, it's, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, really just take care of them and they'll take care of you. Happy chickens lay lots of eggs. Okay. When they aren't happy, they will let you know by not laying. <laughs> okay. And, and if your and if your chickens do end up not laying at a certain time, sometimes it's dependent on weather. Like sometimes they'll lay less in the winter. Um, 
Sometimes they'll lay less because they're not getting good nutrients. Sometimes they'll lay less because something is wrong with them. Like they have, uh, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but like uh, where an egg is like stuck up there. And if it's stuck up there for a long time, it can cause their death. Anyway, you have to pay attention to these things. You know, if you normally get five eggs and all of a sudden you're, you're getting four, well, who's not laying? Okay, figure it out. You should know your chickens well enough that you would know who's not lame. This has happened to us before, you know, and uh, we had to take care of her. And eventually she did start laying, thank goodness. But she actually did have an egg stuck up there. And so we had to do a couple things. We like put her butt in some cold, into some warm water. And and um, that was basically it, I think. You know, we massage the area. I mean, sometimes you got to do weird things to take care of your chickens, to take care of your livestock, to take care of your people, to take care of everybody, right? But I, I love chickens. I love backyard chickens. I think that we need to be educated on how to take care of them, on how to you know, secure them, make sure that they are safe and healthy and happy. You know, we just need to take care of them like we would anything else. Take care of them like your dogs, your cats, your kids, you know, just take care of them. If you want eggs, then take care of them. Uh, and, you know, whether you want chicks or, or adults is completely up to you. But my recommendation after years and years of owning a variety of chickens, a variety of ways, Get them as chicks, if you can. Uh, and uh, chicks should be like a few dollars a piece. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope that, uh, you know, if you are considering chicks, then do, do your due diligence and, you know, research them a little bit, what they need, you know, how to raise them, you know, how much heat they need. Um, real quick tip on chicks. It's those first two weeks you really got to monitor them. After those two weeks, their feathers really start growing in and they start to not be so dependent on a direct heat source. And I'm going to have a video coming out soon about how you can raise chicks without a heat lamp. Because let's think about it, you know, they were raising chicks long before heat lamps were invented. How did they do that? <laughs> right? So, um, anyway let me know if you have any questions about chickens or anything else and be sure to check me out on Facebook and Twitter and my website at roguepreparedness.com and get enrolled in those classes and join my newsletter and, and uh, join the fun rogue community thank you all so much for listening conquer tomorrow by preparing today I'll talk to you all later bye thank you for listening to the rogue preparedness podcast ask questions never stop learning stay prepared. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. See you next week.